Update, brought to you by Simcox Advocates. Advising businesses and families since 1949. Visit simcox.com or call 690-300. Manx Radio's Update with Andy Wint. Faster my good evening, it's half past five. This is Update for Monday 8th of January 2024 from Manx Radio. 30 minutes looking at the latest news on the Isle of Man. Background to that news and sport and business and sea watch and travel updates. And the newsmakers in person this evening. The COVID review report is out. Are planning fees on the way up? How does anti-money laundering work here? Who listens to what radio on the Isle of Man? And the Ravens' mental resilience belies their technical ability. Man Benham, for all your business and legal needs. First of all, at 29 minutes ahead of 6 o'clock, the update news headlines, Fastamai Christian Jones. Fastamai, 31 recommendations have been set out as the review into government's handling of COVID-19 has now been published, but a public inquiry isn't one of them. The report itself spans more than 3,600 pages, which looks at a number of issues such as border restrictions and education. Rent for those in public sector housing is increasing by 7.5% from April. In real terms, the those in a one-bedroom flat will pay £5.18 more a week, and a three-bedroom house sees a rise of nearly £9 a week. And more than 90% of people who've completed a survey about medical care they received on the island say it was good or very good. Manx Care claims it's proof that it's improving services in all areas. In international news, we're told Rishi Sunak would strongly support an investigation into whether to strip the former post office boss, Paula Venels, of her CBE. Just 93 of 700 people wrongly found guilty of fraud over faulty IT systems have had their convictions quashed so far. Luther star Idris Elba's launch of an anti-knife campaign has been welcomed by charities and victims' families who say it should sustain their mission towards ending violence. The actors called for a ban on machetes. And Chris Skidmore's resignation as a Tory MP has been confirmed. It's over the UK government's position on new oil and gas drilling licences in the North Sea. Those are the update news headlines next at six. Secure tomorrow today. With Man Benham's guidance on powers of attorney and more. Manx Radio Weather with Manx Glass and Glazing. Jeremiah, thank you, Christian. From the Ronalds Way Met Office, there is a strong wind warning in operation for the North Irish Sea currently. State of Sea is slight or moderate. There's ice on the mountain road. Uh, the Manxman should be in in the next 20 minutes or so. The weather this evening, dry in a fresh to strong wind coming in from the east down to 3 uh, degrees Celsius. Widespread frost and icy patches on damp sheltered roads through the night. And for Jamur, Tuesday's dry with bright intervals. A fresh to strong easterly and up to 5 degrees. After dark and overnight, dry and frosty, minimum four. And for Jacrane, uh, Wednesday, dry and cloudy in a moderate northeasterly. Top temperature, six degrees. Tides on the way back in. High waters, 11 minutes past nine. Low tide overnight, 28 minutes before 4 a.m. Sunrise, 26 minutes before nine. High water, 29 minutes past nine. Manx Glass and Glazing are able to offer an emergency out-of-hours boarding-up service. Call 491918. 
A public inquiry into the government's handling of the COVID-19 pandemic is not being recommended by the chair of the COVID review. Kate Brunner, KC, published a 3,600-page report earlier today. The story from Sean Cowper. In her findings, Ms Brunner acknowledges there are members of the public who would have preferred the process of evidence gathering to be carried out in public, but she doesn't consider her review was hampered by a lack of statutory powers. Looking at how the island responded to the outbreak, she describes government's initial response as reasonable and successful, resulting in a relatively low economic cost and a short time in lockdown. But she highlights that the pandemic caused havoc and distress to some Manx residents, stating lives were lost, some people remained very unwell and many people were traumatised. Some aspects of lockdown are described as inappropriately harsh, such as not allowing bubbles between single parents, which Miss Brunner says created hardship, stress and mental health issues, which grew with each lockdown. Ms Brunner found that emergency planning was not adequate, with the island too reliant on the UK, with insufficient attention being paid to borders. Social care was not well supported, she concludes, adding that the outbreak at Abbotswood, which resulted in the deaths of 20 residents at the home, occurred at no fault on the part of the home, but she found there was a lack of attention paid to care homes in government's planning. The chair describes the way that government managed as high risk and warns it could have led to far worse outcomes, but she does recognise that ministers and civil servants worked extremely hard. However, the report states the island's recovery, particularly with regards to education, has not been given high enough priority. Ms Brunner says she has no concerns over government withholding or altering evidence, but she admits she was alive to the possibility of documents being altered throughout the process. She did, however, find her review was hampered by chaotic data and record management within government, stating it had not been possible for government to provide the review with reliable data. The report confirms that 142 COVID deaths have been recorded on the Isle of Man since the start of the outbreak up to October last year. The oldest was 105 years old, the youngest was 31. The Treasury Ministers issued a plea to you, residents of the Isle of Man, to take part in the Household Income and Expenditure Survey if you receive an invitation to do so. Dr Allenson took to social media to outline what the survey is for and why it's so important. The Household Income and Expenditure Survey is one of the most important surveys that we run and I really encourage everyone invited to take part. The amount of money the Isle of Man receives is based on an estimate of the spending habits of the average household and this figure makes up about a third of our income and helps pay for services, benefits, pensions and for investment in the future of our island. Households are paid for taking part and are asked to keep a spending diary for two weeks as well as provide details of large purchases they've may have made over the last five years. There's also a prize draw every month where households taking part are entered into a draw to win a chance of over a thousand pounds. All the information you give was treated as strictly confidential but used to help decide how much money the island receives through our VAT sharing agreement with the United Kingdom. If you're asked to take part please do get involved to assist the island. This is the most listened to Isle of Man news source and Manx Radio's update is the Isle of Man's most downloaded news podcast. Fastabite, 22 minutes now before six this Monday evening on the Isle of Man. Frustration, anger and disappointment. That's what FC Isle of Man's manager says were the main feelings after the Ravens blew a two-goal lead to lose 5-3 to Charnock Richard at the Bowl on Saturday evening. Paul Jones says his team's already proven their technical ability at this level, but work is needed on mental resilience in the squad to grind out more results. We just didn't manage that 10-minute that spell very well at all, which is 
is very, very disappointing. But, you know, hopefully we can live and learn and move on again. We shouldn't be conceding that number of goals in that many minutes. Like, you know, it felt like a lot. it was a lot longer because of everything that was going on. But like that, that's just ridiculous and not acceptable, like, from, from my point of view as a manager and, you know, you know organising the team and also from the player group. Like, that, that, that can't happen. And obviously it has, and that's ultimately what's cost us the game. But, you know, you look at... I feel like I'm repeating myself in a lot of interviews over the last 12 months but you know you, you play really well for 80 minutes and then you end up losing like that that can't continue like we, we keep talking about the group being good enough to, to do very well at this level of football and higher levels but it's that next step of finishing games off when you're dominant you know experience is great but if you don't learn from it and you don't kind of reflect on it and you don't keep improve from it then it's it's worthless so that's that's what we have to do over the next kind of weeks and months ahead towards the end of the season and those those playoff positions are, are getting further away at the minute aren't they because we're not winning games so you know we've really got to make sure that we uh, we stay focused and we keep working hard so as we can be as good a team as possible by the end of the season once we walk away from the ground you know I think myself and hopefully the players and the, and the staff are going to be looking at the positive stuff that we put in place and how well we did in the game and that's and we have to build on that and do more of that and that's what we're going to be focusing on for next Saturday and in our training sessions like you know we've, we've said our, had our say now at the end of the game and now it's about kind of remembering what we're good at and, and making sure that what we saw there for those three minutes as it was like just doesn't happen again and you can't guarantee that can you but that's what we all have to work, to work towards so that, that's what we'll be doing work to identify weaknesses within the financial services industry is continuing in order to stop criminals using the Isle of Man for money laundering purposes so says the Isle of Man Financial Services Authority they say our reputation as an international finance centre can make us a target head of anti-money laundering and countering the financing of terrorism for the Isle of Man Financial Services Authority is Ian Spence. The Isle of Man is an international financial centre. We're a low task, a low tax, sorry, country. And so there's an encouragement for good commercial and, and normal honest people to, to use the facilities in the island, but those facilities and safety are also tempting for criminals and worse. And a, as a big international financial centre, we have to try and protect ourselves from that dirty money coming in. But it's the same standard here as applies in the UK or America or Guernsey or Jersey or, or even in Hong Kong. So what we're trying to do is encourage businesses to be robust enough and resilient enough to try and prevent that money coming in. It, it, a, bit, a bit like ill health, if a disease gets into your country and spreads, it's really difficult to control. So the more you can do to prevent it coming in and try and damp it down, the better. And that's principally what we're trying to do, either on the money laundering side or the terrorist finance side. People get really, really irritated at the fact that they have to go and prove who they are. Do you understand those frustrations? Oh, yes, because I have to do it as well. Um, we, we, we have to go through the same process. It's really difficult. And that the, I suppose the difficult thing for the FSA is that's the only bit of our work that the public generally see. So all the, the highfalutin stuff and, and things to do with international organisations or with the police or with others are really unseen there behind the scenes. But but that front end, I'm afraid, is, is a necessary cost of, of what we're doing to try and make sure that the banks in particular know who they're dealing with and can identify and confirm who they're dealing with, just to make sure that one, that they know who it is, and then think about, is, is, is the business and the transactions that we're doing here normal for a person like that? That's all we're asking them to do. Sea Watch with the Isle of Man Steam Packet Company. Motor vessel Manxman departed Hesham at two o'clock this afternoon. She's in the harbour now in Douglas, just going astern onto the linkspan. Will be discharging, taking cargo and passengers on board. 
departing this evening at 7.45, arriving in Hesham at about half past 11. The overnight departure from Lancashire's 2.15am, back to Douglas at 6 tomorrow morning, and the morning departure 8am, Manxman heads to Hesham. Follow the Steam Packet on Twitter for the latest sailing information. The Environment Minister's put the case for an increase in planning fees. Speaking on Manx Radio's agenda as a consultation into the planning process takes place, Claire Barber, MHK, says making it more efficient relies on adequate funding. Planning is predominantly a a person-based thing, and we have... um we have costs of employment of those people to bear. Um, we've also looked to put additional personnel in the planning department for the very reason you know, we talked about earlier in terms of trying to process those applications quicker, more efficiently, trying to respond to queries. Um, you know, we, we would have a few more if we could recruit because we know it's also a challenging area because it's a very specialist skill. Um, and as much as I, I hear people's frustration with planning, I can assure you we have an exceptional planning team with a wealth of knowledge, you know, really working full tilt trying to get planning applications done you know it, it's absolutely not the case that they're deliberately disrupting and, and causing any mischief they want to get these done but ultimately there are questions and, you know, and answers that need to be found um, but the the fees is essentially to look to try and recover the cost against planning to make sure that we are achieving what we need to achieve and and making sure we're keeping that in step with where inflation sits you know when you look um, at the planning fees and the building control fees as a percentage actually of the overall cost of an average project um, actually I think that uh, our, our fees are very fair, very reasonable in terms of that wider cost. We know building construction costs are, are significant, um, but it's also really important we get that right, you know, certainly around planning and very much around building control. Manx Radio Business Briefing. At 16 minutes before six, energy giant Shell flagged fourth quarter impairments of up to four and a half billion dollars today, uh, primarily in its chemicals and products division. The oil major updating on fourth quarter trading said non-cash post-tax impairment were expected to be between two and a half and four and a half billion dollars. Shell said the impairments were driven primarily by macro and external developments as well as portfolio choices. These include its Singapore chemicals and product assets, which Shell is currently looking to sell. And uh, for a full daily market report, go to ramseycrookall.com. Valentine's Day and Mother's Day could be in trouble, according to Dutch flower growers who are urging the UK government to postpone post-Brexit border controls which could hit orders for the industry's peak season. Under the new rules, EU importers will need to provide health certificates for medium and high-risk animal and plant products from the 31st of this month, while customs will physically inspect these goods from the end of April. VGB, the Dutch Association of Wholesalers in Floricultural Products, says the enhanced controls could put perishable goods at risk, and they're requesting a grace period to September 2020. The import checks have already been delayed five times and the UK government says the new rules are vital for biosecurity. A UK industry body for the fresh produce supply chain has estimated that more than £10 million in extra annual costs from import charges will have to be passed on to, yeah, the consumer. The Stock Market Report.
Brought to you by Ramsey Crookall. UK and European markets turned positive, shaking off negative sentiment. Uh, the dollar held on to most of last week's gains. Oil fell on sharp price cuts by top exporters Saudi Arabia, and gold prices fell as yields remained elevated on fading hopes of an early Fed rate cut. The numbers from Ramsey Crookall, the close in London, up uh, barely, but up uh, six hundredths of a percent, barely a tenth of a percent at 7,694. The DAX in Frankfurt up three quarters of a percent at 16,716. A short time ago in New York City, the Dow Jones Industrials down a quarter of a percent, 37,370. The Nasdaq Tech Stocks Index up one and two tenths percent at 14,695. And in Chicago, the S&P 500 up half a percent at 4,721. In the exchange markets, the British pound sterling trading at one US dollar, 27.6 cents, one euro, 16.2 cents, and 23 South African rand. 69.6 cents. In commodities, gold's down six tenths of a percent at $2,033 per troy ounce, and a barrel of Brent crude down almost 4% at $75.74. You've got an investment plan? Yeah, Mike set it up. But don't you need loads of money to do that? Not this one. It's called Cheerwater from Ramsey Crookall, and you pay in monthly as little as £100. So it's like saving regularly, really helping us invest in the future for a house of the kids education. £100 a month? I could easily do that. You should. The sooner you start, the better. Invest in your future with as little as £100 a month. Shearwater from Ramsey Crookall, the island's investment specialist for 75 years. Call 717171 or visit ramseycrookall.com. Licensed and regulated by the Isle of Man Financial Services Authority. The Isle of Man's radio listening habits have been revealed in a new report published by the Communications, Utilities and Regulatory Authority, Cura. Among the statistics, it's found that more than 50%, half of adults on the Isle of Man, listen to radio based in the Isle of Man every day. Manx Radio's boss, Managing Director Chris Sully, has given his thoughts on the findings. We're really grateful to Cura for, for doing this survey. Obviously, they're not cheap or easy to do when it comes to... Uh, sort of good quality research on this stuff so thank you to Kira for that we're really happy I mean 86% of people on the island claim to listen to local radio which is phenomenal when you're up against the, the national services from, from both sides from, from both the UK and from Ireland the number of people that actually responded is more than double you'd expect or that we would normally get for Rajar the independent survey that we and other stations on the island use also just basically the, the positivity that uh, surrounds local radio services not just Manx Radio but the others as well and the fact that people engage with it so closely. I think one of the things that comes out from this, there's lots of comments about how important news is and the local services. I think it's the local quality of local service provided by the stations on the island that people are really engaging with. And I think people want bite-sized jumps. Scrolling is brilliant and it's fantastic, but it does involve you sort of heads down doing that. You can listen to the radio while you're driving, while you're getting ready for work, whilst you're at work, whatever. And I think that comes across in this report, the number of people that are engaging and where they're engaging. Well, I can only speak for, for Manx Radio, obviously. I don't know what the other the, the other services have, but for us, it's just about constantly trying to look at what we're doing. Is it fit for purpose? Can we do it better? One of the big things for us is the podcasting side of things. Radio is fantastic. It gives you a quick, here's what's happening. If you want more, there's a longer form podcast or a program available that you can listen to. So I think it's giving people what they want when they want it. So I think developing that for Manx Radio is going to be absolutely huge. And also just making sure that what we do is relevant to the audience that we're here to serve. 
Update, brought to you by Simcox Advocates. Advising businesses and families since 1949. Visit simcox.com or call 690-300. Manx Radio Sport. Faster my Rhianne Evans. Faster my good evening and happy new year. Starting in athletics and history was made at the weekend by the Manx under 11 girls team in the Lancashire Cross Country Championships. There was a clean sweep of Manx runners on the podium by the end of the under 11 girls event. The first time in any race in the 32 years of the championships in its current format. Eve Martin, who was the defending champion from last year, led after half a lap with the bronze medalist from last year, Bella Quayle, hot on her heels. Jason Quayle was Megan Williamson in third and Molly McCullen in a close battle for fifth place. Martin extended her lead in the final straight, launching into a sprint finish to get her the gold medal, retaining her title by a 22-second margin. Quayle also finished strongly, crossing the line one better than last year, taking the silver medal. And the surprise performance of the race was Molly McCullen, who had hauled herself up from fifth place to third as she approached the finish line. Showing great determination, she fought off a late challenge from a Chorley runner to finish just 10 seconds behind Bella and take the bronze. And there was more success in the under-11 boys race. Manx Harriers Leighton Kerfee, who was seventh on his debut last year, made a huge improvement second time around. He hit the front right from the start and managed to maintain his lead all the way to the finish line, taking the gold by 10 seconds. You can find a full review of how all the Manx athletes got on at manxradio.com on our sports page. Elsewhere, and Jade Burden is closing in on making her professional boxing debut. Her bid to go pro was approved by the British Boxing Board of Control last year, subject to a medical. In a post on social media, Jade the Grenade Burden said her medicals were nearly done and fight news would be dropping soon. The Manx boxer, who represented the Isle of Man in the 2022 Commonwealth Games, is aiming to compete in the super featherweight category after amateur bouts in European contests. Manx Radio Travel, driven by Keyside Tyres and Service Centre. Inbound at Ronald's Way, the 525 Logan Air from Manchester came in 10 minutes early. Then it's the 528 Logan Air from London City and the 5 past 8 Logan Air from, uh, sorry, the 528 Logan Air from Liverpool, the 5 past 8 Logan Air from London City and they're both on time. There's no uh, easy jet from Gatwick tonight. Outbound, just the 6 o'clock, Logan Air to Liverpool, all showing uh, on time. On the roads, the matrix signs from Solby to the mountain and Bagarrow to the mountain are showing ice on the mountain road and of course uh, the mountain road is now open after they stabilise that area between Ramsey and the bungalow. Face closures on the Ballakill Ferrick Road in Colby for water main work. In Gansey, temporary lights on Shore Road near the Kentraw turn to fix a burst water main. Temporary lights on King Edward Road in Oncombe between Groudle and the A2 for trial pit work. Braddon temporary lights on Peel Road near Braddon Church for gas supply work. In Douglas, you've got a hillside avenue closed through to Circular Road for adjacent office window replacement. A part of Switzerland Road's closed till November construction work. Temporary lights on Lord Street between the bus station and Duke Street for scaffolding work. And temporary lights on South Key Douglas for emergency gas repairs. The Key and Drogard Road in Andrus closed in phases for water main work. And just south of Kurt Michael, temporary closures on the Ballalai Road for water main work. The Silverdale Road's closed between the Ballamoda and Fildraw Road for resurfacing. North of Ramsey, uh, the road on the Green Farm closed between Nassau Road and Ballacory Road for culvert work. And remember, off-road, the Heritage Trail's closed between Crosby and Glenfine for duct installation work. 
Quayside Tyres and Service Centre with one year's free engine warranty from Castro. Get more with Keyside. Update brought to you by Simcox Advocates. Members of the RNLI met in Douglas yesterday to commemorate the life-saving charity's 200th year and pay tribute to its founder and Manx resident, Sir William Hillary. Chief Executive Mark Dowie told Manx Radio it's vital that the RNLI always remembers where it came from whilst it grows and develops. Well, really the extraordinary vision that Sir William had and the vision that has stayed completely constant for 200 years. I mean, almost everything he wrote in his pamphlet uh, back back in 1823 is still relevant today and he would recognise the service that's provided by the RLI right around the coast of the UK and Ireland and the Isle of Man uh, he recognised that as, as being within his vision I think it's really the secret to how the RLI survived and, and grown and really prospered over 200 years it's constancy of purpose uh, we are about saving lives at sea that is what we do uh, we won't be distracted from that um, and we will take that to all the shores of the UK and Ireland and overseas too. The mission's the same. The kit is obviously very different. Also, the people are different. If you look back 200 years, almost all of the people who served in lifeboats then would have been professional mariners of one sort or another, mainly fishermen. These days, and they would all have been men too, by the way. Uh, These days, of course, it's a much, much broader net that we cast. And we have butchers, bakers, candlestick makers, um, and a lot of women in crews too. So uh, that has changed. The training has changed. It's a more, in inverted commas, professional service, if you like, but at the core, it's about volunteers going to save lives at sea. I think Sir William would look at us today and be very proud of what he'd created. 144,000 lives have been saved since the start of the RNLI. It's a vibrant, strong service that's provided right around the coast of the UK and Ireland. He'd be very proud. That's it for update tonight, compiled from the resources of Manx Radio. Thanks to newsreader Christian Jones, producer Amy Griffiths. Phil Gorn's here after the news at six with Agenda, the greatest hits with Chris Kinley at six. Remember Dave Moore last thing tonight at ten with After Hours. And I'm back tomorrow at 5.30. W-I-N-T.